bring it in from True Hoop. David Thorpe is here. Gerard Hector is here. We've been off a little bit. David was traveling. Gerard, did you go anywhere? I was on Martha's Vineyard for a week, indeed. Oh, Speaking of the Boston area. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll be talking about now soon. Now that you've completed your vacation to the area, we can just start crushing him as racist. Is that where we're going with this? I will say, I will say that the the Martha's Vineyard Island itself and the area that, that we were in, Oak Bluffs, has a very rich uh, black history. Um, Oak yeah. Bluffs was a stop on the Underground Railroad um, many, many years ago. Uh, so, you know, it, it's it's funny. We're driving down Seaview Avenue, which is where the beach is, and there's this house called, you know, all the, the B&Bs are and all whatever, the Victorian homes. And this house was literally called Black Joy. That was the name of the house. And... You know cool. why I, I we love going there every year. It's just it's just so nice to be in a place that's welcoming, and you're not the only one. I always say to my friends, when you walk into a restaurant, you don't hear the needle skip on the record. You don't hear the <laughs> and everybody stops and goes, looks around. Not that it's just so nice to have that. <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, and we are going to talk. We just before we started recording, we talked a little about Bill Russell, R.I.P. And Boston's racial history. But of course, every single place on planet Earth, every single person is complicated. Every Correct. place is complicated. One of the things that Russell had to face was that the garbage cans in his own driveway were knocked over by local people who probably celebrated his accomplishments on the court, right? Like, it's like, it is, it's a thing. It's not unique to Boston, but it is a thing in Boston, mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For sure. I don't know. I had a, I, I have a million Bill Russell thoughts and everybody else does too. And I don't need to dominate this at all. But um, my one big thought was like, you know, there's so many stories of like, he was kind of basketball's Jackie Robinson. He was face to face with America's dreadful racial history. And, you know, the one episode that's been discussed a lot is they broke into his house, defecated in his bed, spray painted the N word on the walls and um, threatened to murder him. Right. And these are, it occurs to me like these are crimes. He was a victim of multiple crimes. He was also close to Medgar Evers, who, of course, was assassinated. Like, the, these are real crimes with criminals, and we just never really got to the bottom of who committed those crimes. And there's kind of like this uh, American tradition of like, ah, you know, a little complicated, don't want to stir the pot. And I feel like that's actually a great dishonoring of this man and many others like him, right, who, like, no, I think we do for the exact reason that we have a department of justice right like we do believe in justice and like i i hate the feeling that you know when he first was playing in the nba there were a bunch of all-white teams and a bunch of powerful people who, who ran them and owned them and i just feel like we as nba fans were a little bit in like oh well it's not i don't want to get too crazy about it and i just feel like we might have done him a terror we might have been part of the problem on that one right like let's let basketball not just be a place where like he faced racism and yay the world got better it's like no mm -hmm. that's not exactly what happened here we just didn't yeah. name the criminals that he was a victim. correct we as a country have never grappled or reconciled our racist past right we, we have yet to in 2022 we have still yet to do that and you can go back to 1619 and black evil but before that and native americans right Every literally speck of dirt you walked on in these United States of America were once Native American land, right? That, that's what it is. And it was stolen, not bought, not borrowed. No, 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 taken, okay? Just literally taken. And we, we certainly haven't dealt with that. And we definitely have not dealt with our, with, with, with our racist past. And it's, I think, you know, to your point, Henry, 
sport, the NBA, is just a microcosm of the larger world in which it inhabits, right? And so we don't want to rock the boat, right? It's, uh, well, look, let's sprint and racism on the court and do all these fun things. And look, Jalen Brown marches with so-and-so. And it's like, yeah, everything's great. And it's like, no, everything is not great, right? Everything is still pretty shitty. And to your point, we have a Department of Justice. We have these different things. Who are these criminals, right? Who were these criminals? Why haven't we called them out? Why haven't we done these things to actually bring those people to justice and hold them to account? It's only when we start doing those things and stop hiding from the racist past, right, that we have a chance to actually move forward as a society until we do that. But, you know, we're a, we're a long way off from there. And, you know, Bill Russell wrote a book that I haven't read, but um, it opens with this scene from the 1956 game in St. Louis against the St. Louis Hawks. Where he's the where Bill Russell's the only black player on the court and he wins his opening tip and just like the the racist taunts just come raining down in this racist stadium, right? Mm -hmm. And uh and that team in nineteen fifty eight was the last all white team to win an NBA championship. And it was owned by this guy named Ben Kerner, right? Like I don't know a lot about Ben Kerner. I know Red Auerbach punched him in the face <laughs> during those finals. Like, but um but I know that like something happened to make this Mm -hmm. racist cauldron which yeah. was bill russell's workplace right mm -hmm. where he felt terribly unsafe mm -hmm. and like look ben, like obviously the league's position is going to be you know america was changing right you know we all did our best we were actually yeah. were in the vanguard we were ahead of lots of other parts of like, <laughs> yeah yeah that's a little vague for my taste yeah. <laughs> i just feel like wait was i don't i literally don't know the answer like what was ben Kerner like how did we end up with the all the last all-white team in basketball like i mean <laughs> go to current henry we this league had donald sterling as a majority owner for decades and they yeah. knew everything about him and it was like uh, and the only reason he got booted out was because tapes of audio got leaked if they never got leaked he'd yeah. still be an owner today yeah, have you have you guys ever seen the movie The Green Mile or read the book? Mm -hmm. please, I Short hope there's story, not a quiz coming because yeah. I don't remember it very well. <laughs> <laughs> your this is you remember this part. So basically, he was like a miracle worker. The Michael Duncan Clark is that Michael the actor's name who played Clark the, Duncan? Yep. Um, yeah, Clark Duncan. Right. Um, he was this incredible healer. I, I to me, it was a, the story was symbolic of of the talent that was drained from our society because of racism. Imagine all the incredible innovations and all the lives that might have been that would have been saved had we embraced the intellect that was held in in people of color's minds and in their bodies for for decades and centuries. And I feel the same way about Bill Russell. Uh, Bill Bradley was almost elected president. I mean, he wasn't super close, but he seemed like a really intelligent, relatively liberal, you know, brainiac guy. Bill Russell, to me, would have been an unbelievable president. What, what a, an incredible mind and, and disciplined and unbelievably tough, but also so spirit-giving. He was such a... Have you ever seen him? I've seen... I'm sure you guys see the video where he talked to Kobe. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this one? I just saw... It, well, he probably it's talked been to Kobe. circulating the, one, the internets lately. <laughs> yeah. Henry, have you seen it, Henry? Yeah, but this where sounds he, like another quiz situation. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he says to Kobe, like, I, I love watching you play because I can see basically how you're kind of figuring stuff out. I, I see what your plan is. I see what your mission is. Well, as you guys know, what I always say is college players play, pros read, but the best pros have a hammer and they're looking for the nails and not everyone's a nail and not every play's a nail. 
So just be smart. Make sure you use the hammer where you're supposed to use the hammer. Those are the world's best players. And the ones that have, can see it and then do it. The fact that Bill Russell, who also did it his way for many years as a player, but he could see what Kobe was doing, the, the level of thinking on that is just, I know this is so rare. And I just, I, what an unbelievable uniter he could have been if we weren't so bathed in the kind of racism our country was bathed in. It, it, yes, to your point earlier, Henry, they could cheer for him. They'd never have voted for him. As long as he was on their team, they might hate him, but they cheered for him because they meant they could walk around with Celtics pride. When in reality, if we could have a magic wand and we could wave it and get rid of all of that kind of bigotry, we could rally behind this unbelievable leader that, that we, hell, we might have, you know, there might have been no Vietnam War. There probably wouldn't have been had Bill Russell been in charge. Like, think of all the great things that could have happened and how many other people who have been silenced, even if they were allowed to pursue their, their, their top ability at that young age, you're done playing in your 30s. You're not done thinking. You're not done leading. And we never even gave those people a chance. Typically, those men a chance and women a chance. So that's what I think about is what a waste as, as an American of, of Bill Russell's true talent. As he said, I play basketball for my job. It's not who I am. It just was a small piece of who he really was. And did you read the story about his Hall of Fame acceptance? Mm -mm. This, this is a quiz. <laughs> so this part is a quiz. I didn't know this till today, Henry. How sick is this? He only got his Hall of Fame, I guess it's a ring or jacket or whatever, in 2019. What happened because in the last million years before that? The, ve the very first black player to play on the NBA wasn't put in the Hall of Fame. Oh. And he said, I'm not accepting membership in New York fucking club until so you put this guy in. So they put him in in 2019 and Bill Russell accepted his whatever it was, ring or jack, whatever. That's integrity, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking integrity. Yeah. We could use some of that. That's for oh, sure. I mean, in politics, for sure. No doubt. I mean, when I think of Russell and a lot of the athletes of that, ilk, I think back to the athlete activists. Right. Uh, and like in their truest form back then. So him, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like guys, literally Arthur, Arthur Ashe, literally taking stands. Right. Like, no, we're not. We're actually not going to do this. And, you know, yeah. I, I think. It's funny because I was thinking about revolution, right? And like, how do we like, how, how do revolutions happen? And can a revolution happen in this country today? And I think there are so many mechanisms in place to prevent re revolution, right? Namely being, despite how bad things are, everyone has just about enough comfort to not want to revolt, right? It's just comfortable enough. Whereas then, right, those athletes weren't making the kind of money these dudes are now. Not even anywhere no. near close to what they make now. So I'm wondering, right, like how much of that like is stopping this real push forward that we saw from guys like Bill Russell back in the day and Kareem. I think that's a, that's a huge piece of it. Like talk about sacrifice. Yeah. They were really willing to sacrifice things and they didn't have any other back earnings. Right. It wasn't like, all right, I'm going to go in the offseason, do my podcast and make what the, right. There wasn't any of that. It was basketball. And that was it. Well, and these real, the, the real ones, right? Like you're talking about the real ones, right? The like, they, yes. So they're <laughs> yeah. not rah-rah. They're not no. rah-rah NBA, they're not rah-rah NFL, right? No. Like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not like, oh, my God, everything in the league, everything is so great, <laughs> right? Like, no. it was Bill Russell. Like, they had no. the league had to kind of court these guys. Yeah. And they just kind of, sort of, sometimes got them, like, in the jacket <laughs> with a smile and a wave. Every once in a right? while. Right? <laughs> like, it was not the story of, yeah. like, Mads Johnson. No. Right? Yeah. And, and I think right. that this is, you know, this is where sports have done a good or a bad thing, right? Like, 
like it you know you know when the when the bucks stopped play in the mm-hmm. bubble like we've already almost kind of forgotten that i think like mm-hmm. joe sports fan yeah. might kind of like mm-hmm. that was a real thing that happened there and there were real heroes of that and mm-hmm. you know did it change much i don't know but like but but we the league prefers like the bright colors and the big dunks and the you know what i mean like they just prefer <laughs> it's NBA anniversary. look at these cool jackets we had nba yeah, 75 for that not be real right that's the league's well, preference is that it's disney right, right. and like right and i just feel like right. this is where bill russell exists a little bit to be like i'm not signing up with your stupid yeah. hall of fame <laughs> yeah we're not doing right this. i don't care about that it's stupid <laughs> right <laughs> this is so you know i i know not even close to being even a novice on arts and art history but i do appreciate uh van gogh's my favorite painter which for whatever that's worth i can't name seven others but uh, my my wife and i both we went to a museum the other day and we probably saw, you know, 200 works of art. And afterwards we do it with married couples often do. Okay. What Took was the nap. piece that hit you the most? <laughs> Took a nap. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I said, I know what mine is. Why don't you take me to yours? And so I knew as we walked, I'm like, she's going to the same mango that I loved, but French impressionism was despised by the, the, the French because they were used to paintings exalting the subject. Whereas Impressionism was really focused on, this is what's really happening right now, people. And I feel this way about idiots, you know, terribly like Ryan. Look at the water lilies! Look at the water lilies! (laughs) (laughs) But they they were painting France as it really was happening, too. The beauty, but also, not the tenements, but the... the, 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 Exactly. As it really was. And there's just such a revulsion by the average person, because they'd rather it be lied to, in a sense. And um, I love how Henry called it the real ones. Yeah, um, yeah you are. Yeah, those those guys had so much integrity uh, on what they stood for, and it's really quite incredible because it's way easier to take that stance now. So many more people are publicly on your side and have, and um, we have platforms to support them. Guys like Jim Brown and Bill Russell were on their own, except for each other. They weren't, they weren't having massive rallies around them initially. With the movement, things got better in 67, 68, whatever. And Martin Luther King obviously made a big difference, but what champions they were. And, you know, I, I, I'm known for not loving Bill Russell, the player, compared to, I think, I think Wilt was better. I think Green was better. I think he was overrated on the court, um, only because he, he didn't have to be any better. The guy won everywhere he went. He wasn't a challenge, but... If you if he was born in you know nineteen ninety nine and just had the same physical gifts, by the way, he was legit seven foot plus. He's taller than some seven footers in the NBA till the day before he died, <laughs> and you know he shrunk a little bit. And talk about an athlete as athletic as any man that ever lived at that size. He just didn't have to do a whole lot. I mean, he, he made forty three percent of his shots. So yeah. when I come you know around the rim, he just couldn't. He, he didn't have to be. He was good enough to be what he was. Who knows what he would have been had he grown up differently, but um, certainly was a winner and saw the game in a very unique way. His book, he talks about, because I did read his book, he talks about seeing, he saw the games as movies, you know, which is such a cool thing. I, I don't think I'm as good as what he was, but I do kind of see it a little bit that way. I think he's just better at it than I was, that he was better than I am now. Uh, but what a unique and, and gifted guy. Uh, and it bothers me a little bit that Celtics, a lot of Celtics take so much pride in being, you know, he's one of their guys, but 
where were you in the 1970s, you know, when he in 60s? I just, I wonder that a lot, often. For sure. I was thinking, so you know, they, they, do, they do these, because um, you mentioned he'd be a good president, and I was thinking about all those guys. <clears throat> they do these sort of like surveys, and you, you really see it over time, Henry. I'm sure, as someone like said, you probably looked at this, right? Like most presidents are between a certain height, right? Like 6'1 and like 6'3, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, a couple outliers, but that's generally the range, right? Mm-hmm. How many right. left-handers we've had, like more than any other, all, all these different things. I feel like, I mean, race aside, probably too tall, right? I think the average American might be like, subconsciously, oh, I don't know, seven feet, weird, can't do it, right? They might tall. do something weird there. Oh, he, every he would have so much swagger. Yeah. <laughs> right, be, that would be the reason. I can't relate to that guy, seven feet tall. It's like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Are they doing something for him in Boston, do we know? Uh, sure. Like officially, the Celtics, so. I've not seen anything. I've not seen anything, but it, ju- it just happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it just happened yesterday. I, I imagine I think for the season, too. they're going to have like a patch on the, you know, they're going to do all those, all oh, yeah. things, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if it'd be like a public funeral or anything. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what their relationship was like. I mean, he lived in Seattle, right? Like he was, yeah. um, you know, oh, that's now right. And again, they that's had right. him around, but like not very much, right? Like I think mm-hmm. there was a little bit of, things got really, I, there was a lot of, let's not delve into like, but his last <laughs> several years had like a bunch of weird, you know, yeah. family stuff happened. All sorts of things. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I wonder, you know, as we're talking about this, I, I put this in the doc, and I think here's a good place to talk to talk about it. And this is a tweet that it's a different sport, nothing to do with anything. But a, a Giants, it's like mini camp starting, or not mini camp, it's training camp for football season started, and a certain player on the Giants, like, he's his arm's in a sling, right? So obviously he got hurt. And the person who's covering is running back, like, oh, this is a shame. He's really starting to understand, like, the deep cover too, blah, 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 all these things. Let's hope he's back out there soon. And, it, and it's an arm injury, so, like, I'm not, like, crying. It's like, okay, it's like, he'll go though. through rehab and it's be weird. fine. But we think of these people as just these commodities that do this thing, right? Like, your job is to play football, tackle man, do this. Your job is to put ball in hoop. Like, as you as you mentioned, Coach, this basketball and football or whatever is what they do, not necessarily who they are as people. And we commodify them in this way. And then you juxtapose that. We have such – we, the collective, not us, but – there is such a visceral reaction when these athletes do the complete opposite and they go 1,000% in the other direction, right? And I think about a guy like Kyrie, right, who has got his issues but, like, does not allow anyone to control what he, right? And there's such a visceral reaction to that. And it's just, it had me thinking about that with Russell and everything. I was like, man, we don't really know how to do this thing well as humans. Like, we're really bad at this. You know how often on the podcast, like, David brings up fairly obscure movie references and then I get like paralyzed with fear that I'm supposed to remember the thing. <laughs> like, I want to try that right now. I'm going to try to be the movie reference guy. Okay. It's not okay. comfortable for me, but I think. <laughs> um, have you guys seen As Good As It Gets? Yes. Okay. Many times. So you know Jack Nicholson doesn't actually give a crap about anyone, but he wants to be served by the waitress that he prefers in the manager because he's socially odd, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all about, it's 100 motivations just like, serve me better, right? This is to me the response to your guy broke his arm, right? It's like, but he was supposed to work for me. He was supposed to catch pass routes that were going to please me, the fan, right? Like, right, like, right. like now he's useless to me. Now he's basically garbage. Like, it's like it just feels. I'm totally with you, draw. Like it, the moment of somebody having an actual owie, right? Like, yeah. like this is a person, in, a human being has a yes. broken arm. Like, yeah. don't talk about yourself right then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I guarantee you, it hurts him more. I right. A hundred percent hurts him more. It's just so bizarre. Don't be Jack Nicholson <laughs> yelling at the waitress. Like, 
here, here's another memory for you guys. Did you ever see back in the day MTV had a show called The Real World? Yeah, of course. Right? Henry's too highbrow for that. <laughs> you and I probably that. saw something. I don't want any quiz on it, though. Don't give me a quiz. <laughs> no, there'll be, there'll be no quiz. So the, I think it was year two. There was a country and western guy that ended up being like a pretty famous singer, apparently. And he was on the show. I, think, I want to say his name was John, but I don't really know. Uh, but years later, Gerard, maybe, yeah, maybe five, six years later, uh, I was at an SEC basketball tournament because a buddy of mine was a coach of uh, Mississippi State who actually ended up won their only SEC title that year on the tournament. And in the VIP room where I got in, just because I have another friend who was a Fox Sports producer, and that's who had the game. So he got me in to have lunch, whatever. And this guy was there, and he was surrounded by people just because they all remember from five years earlier. And again, he was kind of a well-known singer at that point. I didn't realize he was still doing it. But I went and kind of hung around the scrum and listened to him talk. And I, one of the questions was, like, how was it? The sh- have you ever watched the show? Yes, I saw it years later. He said, how was it compared to what really happened? He said, it was, it's just all fantasy because they, they gave you 30 minutes combined uh, from a week's worth of filming. But I was still alive that whole week. <laughs> you, you didn't catch anything else when I spilled the spinach on the ground or walked here or you know, I stubbed my toe or whatever. Like, you guys don't know any of that shit. They put in what they wanted to put in, which for me might have been six minutes of screen time for an entire week of living. I think about that all the time when I, when I deal with the athletes that I deal with. I, I, it wasn't that long ago, guys, where my players would call me from their home phone. They didn't really have much, much cell service, whatever. Or they'd say, hold on, coach. I have to run to go drop a, a payment off at the bank or at this, that, whatever. They couldn't do it online. Like the, and now you have people that do all of that. But they used to have to do the same, everything we did. They were just more public twice or three times a week, sometimes four times a week in a game. They're just living regular lives. They've got to figure out stuff for their kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've dealt with players in tears after being traded only because their daughters or sons are crying their eyes out. You finally get the school you leave. like or, you know. Or, or, or daddy's got to leave for three yeah. months because you're not going to pull them out of school. Or it, you're screwed either way. You, you don't have kids. Like I told you guys that the most, the, the time that it hit me the most was when uh, Aaron Afalo was traded. I believe it was Afalo. I'm losing my mind who it was now. But anyway, that happened a lot for him on, too. on the floor in Brooklyn, <laughs> like for a warm up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, someone yeah. comes over to him and says, whispers in his ear. And I'm just like, what on? I follow him back yeah. to the thing. Everybody's like, and you could just see it. I mean, it, it, you know, we have this whole thing. About, I know you guys will love this because you're all about emotions and feeling stuff. Like, I feel like he wanted to cry at that moment, but know that he couldn't because then it's going to be a thing and I don't want to deal. Right? right. So it's like, but he was literally just like, I got to get on a plane and go to, I think it was Cleveland he got traded to. And I was just like, damn, dude. Wait, like, did you have any emotions when you saw that he was hurt? Did, I mean, did, yes. Henry, Gerard's me, emotions you, come into play? Even me. You guys, you like the, you're like, ah, get away. I don't care about that crap. No, 100%. I was like, this is bizarre. Like, yeah. this is about, the, he was coming here to work tonight, like tonight, yeah. has to get on a plane in two hours to go to this new place with these new coworkers. And, and it's like, what? I don't, what if I don't want to do this? I don't like what, but, right. you know. I, I had a player trade at a halftime of a game. He had a great first half. What? Halftime hit. That can happen. He didn't come out for the second half. And I right away texted him. I said, dude, you got traded? He's like, yep. He was happy. He wanted <laughs> he to get traded because he was leaving the Kings. Well. So it was Kevin Martin. So, <laughs> right. But still, it was, it was weird. 
Like you go into this, you know, you go into the game, you're saying hi to the security guard. These guys know everyone involved in the franchise. And at halftime, you're the enemy? Yeah. That's right. Well, who wants that? It's just a weird thing. Like, who is that serving? Like, I mean, not to get all yeah. metaphysical about it, but like if Bill Russell basically wants like more control and dominion over his life, right? Like, who is it that says, no, we can't possibly let you decide which city you're going to live in? Like, mm-hmm. it's not right. a long list of people. It's a short list of people, right? Like, it's... Yeah, incredibly short, like 0.01%, 0.001% yeah. it's just of population. a weird thing to want. Yeah. Why would you want that? Yeah, That's weird. bizarre. I need to decide where Kevin Martin and his family are going to live. Like, that, that needs to be my... What? Yeah. Like, why do you need that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's better for me if he lives here instead of here. <laughs> yeah. But let's not ask him what he yeah, thinks. Right. Yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, he doesn't get to choose where he gets to play. And that's what the money's for. That's their argument. Right. Well, that's what the money's for. But uh, well, you might there's talk that great scene it. in Mad Men. like a weird... Right. You, you might get someone to take the deal. They get lots of people to take the deal. But... Yeah. Like actually, I went to a school board meeting uh, a couple years ago here, and oh, a, a, a woman from the audience said this thing to the school board. She was like, "I understand that you don't have to care, but why don't you care?" <laughs> <laughs> I think about her all the time. It's like, like yeah, you don't you know. Like the owner of the Kings doesn't have to explain anything about this, but why do you want that? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. How is that good? How is that good? Yeah. How is that good? Um, yeah. All right. R.I.P. Bill Russell. Yeah. Um, now let's immediately and awkwardly segue into trade talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know, I, I was already wrong. It was Alec Burks, not Aaron Aflalo. My mistake. But point, oh, point, point remains. Well, he's you still, were a little emotional. He's still playing. I, 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 <laughs> I was. Um, it, it was. Henry, it was so bizarre. I was like, "What? Like, you're just gonna go now? Weird. Like, like, yeah." And it's like, you, I mean, when you leave. Like, you're gonna say goodbye to your team. I mean, what? Like, it's just awkward. Like the whole—it was just weird and awkward. <laughs> and if you were to like, I'm telling you from personal experience, if you were to write a story about that scene, that moment right there, and publish it on ESPN.com, mm-hmm. the comments would, you know, yeah. seventy thirty be like, basically saying, "I don't like having to think about this." Yes. So please right. put it don't away. Don't write about this. Yeah. 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 Like it's just—it hurts my feelings. I want him. To be some Alec Burks, what is he like? He's a three and D guy. Like yeah. I want him to think about him in those terms only, right? right? Not and as like a human, yeah. If you're gonna drag him into this whole right. thing, then like they don't even they never actually this part. But it's like it might turn out that I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I don't want to read about that on ESPN.com, <laughs> right? Newsflash: You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Hate to tell you, buddy. <laughs> Did you guys? Were you guys Mad Men fans? I only watched in and out. I didn't really delve in the whole way. Kevin Arnovitz tried so hard to get me. <laughs> yeah. I watched like, I don't know. A lot of misogyny on Mad Men. I, I, I was in PR at the time, oh. so I was like, I, this is what my work life is like. I don't need, like, I, right, whatever. Right, right. Too real. I, I did not watch it when it first was out. Kevin tried to get me as well. I watched the first episode. I'm like, this is too uncomfortable. They're just so terrible. But I started watching it later on because um, – it's just what my dad was not an uh, advertising guy in Manhattan, but he was starting his law practice during those years, a little bit after. And I enjoyed, I know I've heard him tell stories about the day, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis and when Kennedy was shot and Ali winning his first, when his, Cassius Clay won his first championship. And it was cool to see them play the, all these things out. So I hated the family stuff, but I loved the business stuff and the history. But there's this famous scene where Don Draper, the lead guy, who is, I, w- I would say he was, um, inconsistently decent and pretty consistently indecent. He had 
like most humans, he had amazing, amazing qualities and lots of really terrible daily things and daily habits. And one of his top assistants, who he, his, it was a woman who he absolutely elevated to a status no woman had ever achieved in this big advertising company, but she wanted more. It, and it, she wanted you know, gratitude and, and praise and, and love, basically. And his comment was, that's what the money's for. And in many people's minds, that's how they see it. You get paid for it, so just suck it up. And, but we're, we're supposed to be evolving as a species. Supposedly. And the reality is she might, have, she might have even been a better employee had you actually done some of that and not just paid well, her. What's your definition of leadership? Yeah, breathing spirit. Yeah, he wasn't breathing spirit. He well, was he was doing it inconsistently. He was doing he was breathing dollars. He, like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he he did breathe spirit, but it, it, amazing spirit in this character. But it was just so inconsistent, and so that makes it seem less than genuine. The consistency is what makes it genuine. It's because who you are, you know. Otherwise, it's transactional, which is what it was. Shouts to John Hamm and Lizzie Moss, excellent actors in those roles. Well, those are exactly right. You know, and look, we all have moments where like, I have moments like as a parent where like I'm aware that it would be great if I had like some inspiration to share, but I yeah. don't always I, I, in real time. Right. This is life. And you're just like, Argh. like, you know, <laughs> right. like that right. he's doing the employer equivalent of because I said so thing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the part, right. And like mm-hmm. the parent, this is this is what I say. And I actually have never said that, but like, but this is what you would say when you have absolutely not one creative idea left in your body, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. just cause, right? Like, <laughs> like, so he's basically saying, I got nothing. You know, like, like if your job is to inspire her, you're saying, I can't, I'm not up to it. Like, I'm not yeah, very good right. at my job, right? Is what he, yeah. me, is what I hear. And so that. in the NBA, uh, what we see too often is because the coach lacks the ability to help the player who's not playing as well as you thought he might when you first were playing him, they just move on to the next guy. G League. And it's G League for you, bro. <laughs> right. Or just, or just the bench. Like, yeah. did, does anyone know if Kevin Knox is signed for next year yet? I, I think, think he so. is. Uh, oh, Atlanta? I don't he know. He it, right? But did they? I don't know. Yes, don't but know. Is, is he have another year in his I deal? I don't, I don't think so. Look that up now as we awkwardly transition to trade talk. Actually, that wasn't awkward. We started talking about, you know, basketball again. So we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but David, you had a powerful reaction to the word of Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant. Trades. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, okay. Hold I on. forgot that I had that. Uh, what What are you doing, Boston? What are you doing? You've got You've got this this incredible talent, this real genuine leader, who is 25, 26, 25, twenty six. Like, yeah, this guy's got years of of growth left, and you're letting him dangle, like just. If you're willing to trade him, then make a statement saying we're open to anything. We're not looking to trade Jalen Brown, but you know we we run a business and we might have to make some deals and we don't know what's going to be. I wish they would say there's no fucking way we're trading (laughs) Jalen Brown for anyone in the league. It's not we we're we're one Steph Curry monumental outing away from being up three one and probably winning the series. There's no we're not changing anything. We can't wait to repay this guy. He's amazing. And instead, he's, he has to tweet SMH shaking my head over these rumors. Like, what, are we, what kind of executives are you to not protect this guy? And I realize they just want to stay quiet. So that's why you have to have, you, you, you failed. You got to speak up. You got to speak up instead of let this guy dangle. Yeah, we, I mean, we talked about this with Aiton, right? Like, this is when hurt feelings can get, in, get involved now. And, you know, look, 
as much as these guys are pros and whatever, they're, as we talked about in the last segment, human beings. They're going to feel some type of way when you're like, wait a minute, I, not Jason Tatum, was your best player in our last series. Me. And now you're putting me on the training block. Now I get it. It is Kevin Durant understood. And we talked about that uh, our our last show, right? And I was was looking at the stat like, I mean, it's like him, LeBron, and Steph are the only three players over 30 who were top five in EPM and top five in... Okay, so I get it. I get it. But Jalen Brown's 25. The thought process is we could be doing this with him for another decade. Kevin Durant, probably not another decade. We probably get another year, two years tops, and then it's all downhill, right? So... But, you know, but you're right. But even even if you're right, everything and everything you said might be right. But there's no one that can say definitively Kevin Durant in one year or less is go, is not going to tell the executives in Boston, Agreed. hey, we hey, we can't win with Jason Tatum. Oh we got to get rid of him. <laughs> hey, my boy Kyrie is oh, available or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's certainly that. possible. That, <laughs> it's certainly right. It, it's certainly possible that Jalen that Jay, that Jalen Brown could do that. But it's just incredibly unlikely compared to Durant. So what, what, how are you taking that chance? I just think this is a chance for leadership. How great would Boston's team feel if as soon as that first rumor came out with whoever said, reported no. it, they just said there's zero. We can tell you right now that we take phone calls from anyone. People can offer Kevin Durant. Brooklyn can't. Other teams can say, hey, we have a three-team deal. You'll get Durant. But our answer always is we're, we love Kevin Durant. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are never going to be traded from our team. At least not this year, anyway. Just do that. That's it. It's not hard to do. If you're, so instead, if they get Durant, we'll see. And if you're Boston, to your point, we were, uh, you know, Steph Curry monumental game away from being up three one. We think yeah. we got better by getting Malcolm Brogdon on our on our team now, right? They because did because that, that's did. our issue, right? When we got in the fourth quarters and the games were tight, we couldn't execute when we needed to. We think Malcolm can help us do that. Well, I just run it back. You're you're good as is. Just run it back, friends. And Robert Williams was hurt. He was the only positive player plus minus for the Celtics. Like, they're going to be better next year. The, this coming season. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at my bookshelf here to see if I can, like, grab the appropriate book. I like to reference a book, you know, much better What's than putting people show? on so, TV shows and movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- thanks, Henry. Thanks for breathing spirit into my feeble brain. Henry. Oh, by the my way, Florida-based feeble brain. Knox is signed. Two years, six million dollars with the Detroit Pistons. There you go. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Good. Um, That's good. So he's a $3 million year player now. But there's okay. a book here somewhere, which is basically like, you know, rudimentary brain science, but a tremendous amount of how we perceive the world is after our five senses have done their work, right? Like between like your fingertip gets pricked and actually, you know, your flesh has no ability to give you feelings at all. It's just your brain like projects it, right? So you can kind of manage yeah. this, right? So um, same thing with how Jalen Brown perceives the Boston Celtics is going to be largely within Jalen Brown. Right, like it's gonna be not necessarily from some stimulus of the outside world. It's gonna be like, oh, I always knew Brad Stevens was a good guy. Would be one thing he might think. He's always been in my corner. Mm-hmm. But or. this week, they're forcing <laughs> him to rehearse the idea. That guy doesn't want me here. Mm-hmm. Like he has to sit in that. I assume that's what he means by the SMH. He might have been. Yes. So it might have been that he locked his keys in his car. Or it could be something <laughs> completely different. Let's allow that we don't know what happened here. But, um, but I think that you, it's not great since you do want him to be a little banged up coming out of the East Conference Finals and they're going to assign him to guard just some really difficult to guard. He has to, now he's got to guard Giannis or something, right? And, uh, and, and they need him to be like, I'm all in with these guys because they're all in with me, right? And like this mm-hmm. is the week right now where he's rehearsing other thoughts. He's putting other habits in his brain. I don't think you want his brain 
And it's and it's an awkward time for that, right? Because this is August where ain't nobody in no facilities. Like, I don't know where everybody's away. Yeah. So let's say he stays. That first day back to work is going to be awkward as fuck, right? When yeah. he's, right? Unless he's, he and Brad have talked since then. And hey, Brad, what'd you do all summer, right? It's just going to be weird. Yeah. Well, and we know this. We know that we know there are some teams in August who get together in a different mm-hmm. city and start playing. Oh, excuse me. Bless and David is allergic Jeez. to those teams. Sorry he about does that. not like He's that. allergic to those teams. I, <laughs> I am very allergic to those. And, and I tell you what team that isn't going to be doing that. Yeah. Because there's no way Jalen Brown is reporting to anything Boston's doing in August unless they tell him, pr- at least privately, which but I respect that just fine. If you don't want to ever air your opinions about trades publicly as an executive, I have no problem with that, provided you say to Jalen privately, hey, uh, we can tell you unequivocally. Here, here's here's my children's bank accounts. <laughs> if we trade you, you can keep it. Like we are not trading you. We're just not going to talk about it publicly. He would then report to whatever you want to do as a team function. But absent that, I just now these guys are thinking they're they're not doing it. They'll show up the day he's supposed to show up. That's what you've created. Instead of the let's come early, stay late mentality. Uh, okay, I'm just a transaction to you. I'm just a number. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how to behave. That's not how you win championships. And that's not a way to build on the amazing season they had last year. Yep. Um, wait, do Brad Stevens' kids have a bunch of money? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, I, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you think they do? I'd be like, hey, guys, what's your, what's your 529 plan look like? Oh, it's pretty good. Why don't you, why don't you divert that over here? I, I have an LLC right, you right. can send that to. No, no, no. The picture of Drew, like, this is the man not to talk to who wants your 529 right, right. money. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, just I know I could be rightly accused of too often trying to steer the conversation to the billionaires are evil. Fair, I'll own that. But I mean, but they I'll are. just point out that if you're heart full of love, team GM or coach who wants to get your team to assemble in wherever you know, LA, Vegas, Curacao, wherever you'd want to assemble Curacao. your team to win a championship. Um, I'm sure Curacao is lovely. I've never been there. But um, but uh, <laughs> one of the big obstacles you would have in that is that it's banned. Like, it's not allowed to yes. direct players as a team. Why is that? That's because the billionaires have decided that they will only employ the players 180 days a year. And the rest mm-hmm. of the time, like, by contract, they are unemployed. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't be bossing around this time of year, which is, like, why you wouldn't just pay them 365 days a year. I don't know. But that's yeah. not how they set it up. So now I'm like, yeah. you have to actually do this underground. You have to be, you could get so in trouble silly. with the union. You could get in trouble with, you know, like, if everybody just wants to go on vacation at the same time, same place, whatever. I don't think anyone's ever going to complain. But, like, it is so fucking stupid. It's so it's stupid. Weird. It's so dumb. It, 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 for a mom and pop store, it's one thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. Global. Figure it out, guys. Multi-billion. Pop and pop and pop and pop. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Right. Right. Probably, <laughs> probably always pretty much like this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Oh, bitch. Yeah. It is weird. It's true. Um, okay, a little weird. Okay, just looking at this Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant thing, um, I just looked at the estimated wins just for fun. Um, Jalen Brown, over the last four years, three, six, eight, nine. These are... Mm-hmm. These are not league-leading numbers, but you see the trend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kevin Durant, over the last four years, 16, 0, 7, 13. So no arguing whose peak is... Kevin Durant 
in 2013, 20 estimated wins. That's about as good as it gets. That That's was his MVP season. Fucking crazy. <laughs> but crazy. I think this is crazy. about exactly right. This, to me, is the perfect portrait of, like, 16-0, It's like, wow, we're bouncing around a lot. Like, that's exactly I mean, it's easy, right? right? 16 was the last healthy year before the Achilles. Zero yeah. was, I missed the whole year. Then it was ramping myself back up. Yeah. And Jalen was hurt, too. That three-year, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. eight the year before. Yeah. Like, he's also been hurt. But um, everybody gets hurt. But uh, but this six eight nine thing, I think if even if you and we're not talking about a straight up trade, like the rumor is that the Celtics throw in a ton more, right? Draft picks but, um, and swaps. Yep, yep, yep. And they, they both could be a ten this coming season for estimated winners, sure. Dur- or eleven even. Durant could easily go down to eleven. We wouldn't be surprised. And Brown could easily bubble up to eleven. And now they're the same. Either player. one could be zero. But sure, the, get hurt. Yeah, yeah. the you know the. How old is Kevin Durant going to be this upcoming season? He's going to be 34 this year. Like, that one's more likely to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I just feel like it's a, if you were, forget the, I mean, don't forget. I love all of the inspiring, you know, him to be a great teammate and believe in the team. All that stuff I think is super real. But on top of that, it's like, what are the odds? If you look at these little trend lines, like, who's going to be better this year? Like, quite possibly Jalen Brown. Could be, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like, you're... It's this thing we do in, in 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 the world, right? Like our eyes and our brains understand and can comprehend what we've already seen to be a known commodity, right? Versus yeah. what could project to be, right? We're very bad at that part. It's like, ah, oh, but what could be better? It's like, no, but I know this thing works. It's like, yeah, it does, but it's getting a little older now. It's going to miss like 25, 30 games, probably a season. Like, you know, you got to, but brains, our brains don't know how to figure out and comprehend that because when the one and the one being Kevin Durant is there. Oh, it's so good. Like, yeah, we know, but the chances of it being there for a longer period of time gets less and less the older he gets. Well, unless, well, to your point, uh, if the Brooklyn Nets included a time machine (laughs) and you could get, you could get the 20 estimated wins version of Kevin Durant. None of us would be having that. this Take conversation. The 2019 version. Do we mean 2014? Fine. Like 2019 version. So you're saying not co- not as an advanced time machine as I'm saying. <laughs> oh. My time machine gets them to an earlier time. I would take David. Yours deal, is a little bit. <laughs> yours is the lamer time the machine. Lamer time <laughs> machine. <Yes. laughs> yeah, the more the uh, the Kmart version. Um, that you're not getting now. And uh, here's the other thing, Jalen. As Gerard said, he he was the best player in the finals. And there's a there's a the knowing the path, walking the path quote that I've had for years. That dude just walked the path. I mean, he, he had them on the break. He was all man in that series. He was fucking amazing. That is going to have maybe, probably, a carryover into day one. I, and I actually think he and Tatum, they seem to play beautifully they together. Do. Like, I'm not aware of any problems. And so if, 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 they, if they were so inspired, Tatum says to Brown, hey, man, you know, I'm gonna get. I'm getting my rest this summer. I'm gonna be back killing it like I was all season at first team NBA. Let's be the first team all wings together. You just were the best wing on the court. Curry was the best player. You were the best alpha scoring wing, both two way player. Let's do it together. And you can say it anytime you want, but for Brown to believe it, well, it tends to. You need to walk that path, and he walked the path in the NBA Finals. So there's a great chance he does that now. Now it might be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Trade me. <laughs> I'm going to open up a can of whoop ass on you. You know, like I'm ready to go. You... And now you're even considering it? Like, fuck Did you. Did you see his last tweet yeah. before the SMA? No. What is that? No. Was, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was um, he retweeted, I think, the Celtics account tweeted a video 
of here's Jalen Brown in the deep end of the pool with dumbbells. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Floating yeah. off the bottom of the pool and like, let's go. Like, that is, I mean, I, there's a lot of stupid workout videos leaked and some of them. Most of it doesn't end up mattering. But I was like, that is badass. That, 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 that <laughs> definitely works. Look, we talk about this all the time, coach. Right? Like, you don't break up a pair of all NBA 25 and younger. Like, what? You just don't. Like, that's not. You don't do that. It's why it's it's why, and I I, I know this without without fear at all. Um, the Raptors have all these wings, and people keep talking about trading a few for one that's old. No, right now the gate it used to be little guys. Then it was for many years it's big guys. Right now it's those fucking scoring wings that can guard. And Brown is that guy. Yeah. He's a good defensive player, like Tatum. And so yeah, you just don't. You, it, this whole thing has been just a fuck up. I, we we didn't write about this, Henry, but we talked a lot about the magic. They, everyone is praising Jeff Weltman and, and staff for keeping this a secret, which is so mind-boggling to me. Why? This isn't the CIA. You're not solving a crime uh, or potentially trying to thwart one. You have the first pick. Like you, you could have handled things so much more. Instead, you allowed Jabari Smith to have his night ruined, which is you don't care about that. It doesn't. It's it's not hard to do this the right way, uh, which means probably they're considering trading him, and uh, that's to me opening up a real. You're really taking a chance if you trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. I don't care what the deal is. You've taken a hell of a you're, chance. You're, you're, Needlessly, yeah, in my no, no need for that. You're good as is. We're all we're all off on that trade. <laughs> Unless yeah. there's something we don't yeah, know. Yeah. Maybe there's some. Maybe they. Maybe maybe Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown hate each other, and they've just been keeping it together. You know, yeah, I don't. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like there, there might be something. Maybe there's some medical thing. I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't know. But if it's what it looks fair, like, fair enough, Henry. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, they're not right. stupid people. Uh, you know. But they're, they're, no, no. I like. I love the Celtics press. Yeah. Uh, this is. I. Uh, and again, they might just take the approach of no matter what, we're not talking. Maybe after that SMH tweet, they call Jalen and say, Jalen, we just stop. We're, we're not listening to anything. You're not being traded. Uh, but we're not going to argue. It's not good policy for us, and I agree with them in theory. It's not good policy to to tweet out our thoughts. Or if Danny Andrews still there? There'd be lots of ways to leak those thoughts. <laughs> lots of leaks. <laughs> or or what, what? What we think have could this could also be a possibility, right? If no matter what team you are in the league, if the Nets call you offering Kevin Durant, you're going to answer the phone, right? Because that's just you just do that. Yeah. And so that maybe that's what that's what the information that was leaked. Yeah, the Nets called us about Kevin Durant, full, and they ended it there. Well, then enterprising reporter says, well, if they offered you Kevin Durant, you're probably going to send, right? And then it's all this stuff. Jalen Brown, this person. It's like, Project, yeah, we didn't say that. that. Yeah. We, all we told you was they called about Kevin Durant. End of story. We didn't say we're entertaining anything. All they, what we said was they called. Which but isn't know. the best. To me, it's such a gimme. If you, even if you want to trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, right. as long as he's still on your team, right. you are correct to say, like, who else are you throwing in? Like, we love Jalen Brown. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. send me, call me back with a real offer, right? Like, <laughs> just leak that. And yeah. Everybody feels amazing. Exactly. That, in fact, in fact, just let's just take this point further, Henry, because that's a great point. Uh, Boston could say, well, who else are you giving us besides Durant? Jalen Brown's 25. Yeah. Like we, they, we should be flipping this. It shouldn't <laughs> be. <laughs> that is that's what you said. That, that, is, said. that <laughs> is what you said. No, 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 no. Yeah, right. It should be like you've got to give us a yeah. lot of players. We're not giving you the picks. You're giving us the, some of the picks that you have in, in other players. <laughs> we have the younger player. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, with already no no picks as it is. When are they going to give up? Right. Yeah. yeah, we'll take the next eleven of your second round picks. We already have. We, we, we have the better guy. Yeah. We have the better guy, and that's what no one's thinking about that way. Durant's better now, right. 
but but as you just did, Henry, you you I'm sure smarter with people than me can do the stats analysis. There's a relatively 50-50 chance they're going to be within, you know, a couple estimated wins of each well, other. I, I, this think you just, you, I think you're right to just mindlessly inflate the value of the people you have under contract, even if you do want to trade them, mm-hmm. right? And how you leak to the media, right? Yeah. Like, like, like you think that Daryl Morey didn't play up the value of Ben Simmons, like mm-hmm. even the whole time right. he didn't want. It's like, no, you just, of course. You just, you're selling the car. I mean, this horrible, horrible objectifying analogy, right? Like, but you're just mm-hmm. like, like, oh my gosh, the 2017 Dotson was like unbelievable, right? Like, you just have to take that position, right? Yes. It yes. works if you keep the car because yes. the car isn't a car. It's a human yeah. being who wants to <laughs> right. feel loved, right? Yes. But if you're going to sell the car, it works anyway. So to me, like, I would just be, always be leaking like, you know, oh, the Nets are desperate for the superhero Jalen Brown. We'll see if they can put something together, right? I would just keep leaking that way. Yeah, I like that. Yep, yep. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Good stuff. Uh, let's talk about some... Uh, Charles Barkley, you well, you guys were on. You were, did you even bother reading the Live Golf Tour stories while you were on vacation? I, I, I heard about it. Didn't read I did? It. I, I didn't read it, but I, I mean, I heard. I heard. I, we don't have to spend a long time on this, but my main thought was like, uh, I when we use sports, big time sports, to connect, you know, athletes to business. Why is it so frequently creepy ass business? <laughs> it's not like it's not like your local like you know. I, well, actually, a very interesting out of my life was a Scotty Pippen interviewed him for a magazine a long time ago. And he, a tells me about his youth working in a desk factory, the Verlo desk factory in Arkansas. Yeah. He has all these scars on his arms from it. That's an actual business, right? That make actually manufactures things like that's not the kind of business he's talking about. Cause then he's talking about being a trailblazer. He wants to really learn about the way big business really works from Paul Allen, who we now know is very close to Glenn Maxwell and a bunch of creeps. And, uh, but to me, I'm like, why does he have to learn that business? Like, <laughs> like, why can't his exposure to business people in the NBA expose him to less creepy business? Right? Yeah. And I feel like, why does Charles Barkley, if he's going to chase the money, have to chase it to the people who run Saudi Arabia and are using sports as propaganda? Like, yeah. And 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 Barkley well, Barkley said this, right? He he said, you know, in his typical Chuck way, like, I don't believe in words like sport washing. And I'm like, but. Chuck, that's exactly what it is. He's like, because there's blood money everywhere. If you look at every league, and I'm like, yes, Charles, that's the point. Everywhere. The NBA, like, it's everywhere. Like, this is the problem that we're well, trying to fix. He believes that because he's been exposed to just corrupt business after corrupt business. Mm-hmm. And, like, in from his point of view, it's true. But, like, like I got some friends who run a restaurant here in town. I'm, they're not sport washing anything. It's just a restaurant. <laughs> Like, does Charles Barkley know about that? I don't know if he does or not. That's not his America, you know? Right. Because he went through the NBA. Where they just connect him with just a fire hose of creepy cash. Mm-hmm. I never saw the movie Blood Diamond, but uh, I think it's the story of uh, what they call Blood Diamonds. And I don't know much about it. I just know apparently people die just so other people can wear really nice shorts. Facts. And that's terrible. <laughs> it's just if you tell Charles Barkley, Charles. Call it sport washing. You can say it doesn't exist. But here's what's happening. Here are the people that are being dying. They're dying or perse- being persecuted because of Saudi Arabia's p- policies. And you're helping them do that by allowing them to clean up their reputation through events like these golf tournaments. I mean, like, friggin- and by the way, anyone doing business with Donald Trump should be a red flag for you now, my man. Well, he's, uh, but he's not right. like, I'm sure there are tons of, I'm sure working at Turner, he's exposed to. Some yeah. businesses, right, where, like, if you go to dinner and have a couple of drinks, they start telling you how things really work. And I think it's, like, 
I don't think the Live Golf Tour stands out quite so starkly. I don't think it's like he was with the good people and this was a right. little dalliance with some right. creeps. I think like, no, I think he's right that right. like, you know, Texaco supplied Hitler with gas in defiance mm-hmm. of embargoes. Mm-hmm. But in the real time, it was like, it's just Texaco. It's a domestic behemoth of energy. We all need energy. And who's going to quibble? It's like, mm-hmm. well, it fucking matter to Hitler. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like it was yeah. definitely working for the Nazis. Um, uh, I can actually segue beautifully to um, also while you guys were gone, uh, mortgage lender owned by the billionaire Warren Buffett mm-hmm. uh, or his holding company, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, was fined a pittance, a little 20 mil. For lending discrimination against home buyers of color or redlining communities around Philadelphia, the Department of Justice announced Wednesday, I'm quoting from The Guardian, an agreement with Trident Mortgage Company resulted in the second largest settlement over redlining in DOJ history. Attorneys with the DOJ, the U.S. Attorney in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau said in a complaint that between 2015 and 2019, Trident violated federal civil rights law by avoiding providing home loans and other mortgage services to majority-minority neighborhoods in the region surrounding Philadelphia, which covers 11 counties and four states, including the cities of Camden, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. Um, here's why it really, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons. This this is America's systemic racism, like, laid bare. Caught redlining has right? been going on forever. And people yeah. die because of this. It's not just a little reduced. quibble yeah. of homes, right? That's you right. don't need me to tell you this. Um, but, uh, but Warren Buffett was LeBron's business mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yep. Sitting courtside. Yep. And I just, this is exactly the point I was just making. It's like, can he have a mentor? Like, so, okay. So he dumps a bunch of effort and publicity into one school in Akron, which mm-hmm. is trying to reverse this horrible trend. But can he not also shine it up over here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, do, can mm-hmm. we not, in this exact community where, where Trident Mortgage Company was operating is where William Wesley is from and where he's putting in a lot of time right now doing wonderful stuff. So like breathe spirit back into Camden. But it's like, William Wesley is the man who connected LeBron James to Warren Buffett. It's like, why do we have to partner with the person who's ruining the community to help the community? Can we not just get a legitimate non-racist business person to be LeBron's mentor? (laughs) It it is now, you two have done it. It is now my turn. I'm going to now reference a movie. Do it. Which I'm I'm sure you both have seen. Wall Street, right? Uh, Charlie Sheen, Michael Douglas. So there's that scene where Butt Fox, who's Charlie Sheen's character, he's like, you know, he's starting to make the money, and he's talking to one of the old-time brokers. And he's like, you need to focus on this company, Putnam Drug, blah, 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 blah. And it's like slow and steady wins the race. They're doing help in the community. And he's like, and Butt Fox goes, no, you got to make the money first. Then you can be a pillar in the community and do good things. And he's like, you can't get a little bit pregnant. (laughs) It's like, "This this is your dilemma, right? Like, you cannot, like... The, the, the thought process is I can't impact the kind of change I want to impact unless I make all this money first, right? LeBron, billionaire. Now I can do my school and my this and my that. But the problem is, how did you make those billion dollars, right? Like, okay, MBA aside, because, you know, that's where you work. I, your, your, your employer might be a bad dude. Well, many of your employees are bad dudes. Dan Gilbert, for sure, one. Whatever, that happens. But Nike, that's a big, that's, that's your, that is your largest employer. Yeah. You were very quiet. Well, not, not actually, you were quiet at first on the, on the Hong Kong situation. Then you were like, Daryl needs to not talk about things, right? Because that impacts your bottom line. That's the reason, right? Like, you can't have that market be screwed up. And so well, there's a this, guy, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. Go, go. So there's a guy named Byron Trott, who is Warren Buffett's favorite banker. And he manages LeBron's money. Mm. So when you're in the bubble, 
and there's the Bucks are starting to mm-hmm. sit out games, and there's a lot of tension in the room. Like, who are you calling? What are your interests? Right? Like, and LeBron was a force of let's play. I'm not saying that it's A plus B equals C. I'm just right. saying that like your interests shift a little bit, right? Like you're gonna mm-hmm. people tend to vote with their money a little bit, right? And like people not- always vote with their money. <laughs> <laughs> always vote with let's not let's not get it twisted, Henry. People, those people, when you yeah. have lots of money, you vote where your money goes. Well, and that's where like play like players and how we think their financial interests lie. Like we probably shouldn't speculate anyway, but like this category with the billion dollars with this banker isn't behaving that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Like like this is that money's in a pool with like some pretty big sharks, you know? Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In in Wall Street, there's another scene where Michael Douglas is telling Bud Fox. Uh, it, the money just floats right. from place right. to place. There's nothing new created, right. which is basically no, nobody owns money. Day. It's just you know, right? Well, no, no. But his point was, if we have it, you don't. So it's not like we can have it and you can have it, which is what I've been saying for a little bit now, for you know, a decade or so. Uh, the people in charge of of one party in this country, they want as much. It's a zero sum game. If you have it, but we can't let women have reproductive rights because that would get them potentially out of poverty. It's the best way to do it, and that means they have money. Well, that means we don't have that money. We want that money. We don't want you to earn it. The same, same idea. He's, he's basically is saying there's no more money created. This is, and I don't know enough to know how right or wrong it is, but I know this part was right. <laughs> we want all of it. <laughs> we don't want you to have any of it. Yeah. This is, this is so going back to the same thing. Saudi Arabia is the home for some really incredibly terrible crimes uh, systemically. This is their plan. And so you just, this is, this is us. If Charles Barkley, I don't know if his parents were so alive or his grandma, whoever raised him, I think his grandma raised him. You would want, you want them to say, Charles, you, you're making a money play. At some point, stand up for what's right for your fellow man. Although he didn't, to and be clear, he's not, he didn't do a deal with Lincoln. He didn't do it. Right, right, right. But he, he kind of fucked that up. I mean, and, and he also, he yeah, also, he also he, did this usual Chuck thing where he's like telling jokes. like, I would murder family members I love for $250 million. And it's like, Okay, like, yeah, dude. Uh, and like, I, I didn't know he said that. In the way Charles oh, said no. it, I'm like, I, okay, yes, funny, funny man, Charles. But like, bro, like, this is not like, don't yeah. joke about this. There really, there really are people, not necessarily murdering. Of course, there are some that are that are okay with other people dying as long as they make their money. 100%. We know this for a fact, well, right? It's not a good world. Um, in what world do you want? I, I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know which publication did it, but there is a profile that just went up of MBS. And it's like very much about like, oh, he was bullied as a kid and blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, what are we even talking about? So he was bullied as a kid. So that means now he should be in charge of a $600 billion sovereign wealth fund and basically be the rule of law in a country. I got, no, like that's all bad. All bad. Anyway, look at I didn't, I didn't look out for that. that. I didn't see that. I'm sorry that yeah, he was bullied as a kid. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. That's terrible. Yes, that is terrible. That is, I yes. But let's but let's not jump on board to help him be terrible much better. Correct. <laughs> well, they had a pretty screwed up like you know line of succession procedure and like but he did like like the show succession is nothing compared to how MBS came to run Saudi Arabia right I mean they locked up the whole royal family all the power brokers in a hotel yeah. somebody died um, right you know seized a whole bunch of assets like accused everybody of corruption bought fancy yachts. And, you know, just paraded around his wealth. And, like, he was not due to run the country. But he threatened and abused people, tortured, right? And uh, now runs the country. I mean, it's pretty wild. And they, they got they, his rival to, like, make a video basically 
almost I think literally kissing the ring. Maybe I'm wrong about exactly what happened, but like oh really? Yeah, like it's, oh jeez. You know, all of and the whole time, one of his closest friends, like warm buddies, was Jeffrey Epstein. And like think about what Jeffrey Epstein did, right? Collecting. Yep. You know, power brokers on video doing stuff like this is how you take over a country, right? Like you get the people on video, right? And there's a, you know, Jeffrey reportedly, Jeffrey Epstein told the story of like a picture of he and MBS laughing in Jeffrey Epstein's house. And it was like, what's going on here? And he's like, I'm explaining to MBS that I brought a plane load of women into Saudi Arabia for which the penalty is death. And they're both just like laughing because he's doing it in league with each other i don't know this was yeah. like years yeah. before like he was not destined to run that country like no no they had a multiple right. year program here right and he, you know, he, he wanted he wanted to uh fast track as they as the term they use well, let's, let's fast track that <laughs> yeah i think in his generation there's something like about a thousand people who had similar claims right but this is the one who emerged right like and anyway but he was and, and, right kid, so and, and, and what are the what, what are the circumstances that allow that person to it, right? Like, because that's the thing. Like, so many things have to work in concert to allow this person to be the one to emerge. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> anyway, there you go. Oh, Gerard sort of did a, a sort of <laughs> terrible. That was exhale. a. That was a. I believe in books they call that a harumph. <laughs> <laughs> I like harumph. that. Harumph. That's a good one. That's that was one. not a fresh off vacation sound right there. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's it's amazing how these things make you like. Oh, I don't feel so great. Yeah. yeah. All right. We have a bunch of stuff to about talk about with Alex Lazary and Mandela Barnes. Maybe mm. we just don't need to we do that two seconds of that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Okay, so just remember in the bubble, um uh the Bucks didn't take the court. They surprised everybody, right? I think they were supposed to play the magic. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, Where are they? Where where are the Bucks? And the answer is they were in the locker room on a conference call with a whiteboard taking notes from Mandela Barnes who was, uh, um, at that time, was the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin. Right. Um, the call was set up by a few different people. One of them was the Bucks uh, billionaire, Mark Lazary, and his son, Alex Lazary. And then just, this is more just a story of them being, you know, small world. But uh, then Alex Lazary runs for Senate. And in the primary, he's up against Mandela Barnes. And, um, and they're going to, whoever wins is going to take on Ron Johnson, who's... Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Ron Johnson, but it seems like important. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then they were running each other, but just over the last, while you guys were on beaches or wherever you were doing, um, uh, Alex Lazary dropped out, deferring to Mandela Barnes. Mm. It just strikes me as like an interesting, interesting, interesting little NBA. Stay tuned. Heavy on Wisconsin politics here. Yeah. And that would have been interesting, though, right? Let's, let's assume Lazary had won the primary and then somehow. You know, like became senator, right? Like, what would that mean for the Milwaukee Bucks? All right, it's. I mean, there's got to be some like, right? Like, there's. It's like it's like here in 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 New York where like, the Cuomos are like the first family of politics, right? Like, Chris Cuomo sits on like the most important like news network in the city. His brother is the was was the governor, right? It's just like all all these things are connected, man. Yeah, we end up thinking like I, would, I imagine if you're a Bucks fan that you start thinking that this like how big I mean this is a I don't know a, a three hundred million dollar business or something like this right I don't know the number but like it's a it's actually kind of a small business compared to the other yes. things Lazarus do right yeah. mm-hmm. and um and uh and so it seems like oh well like Alex Lazarus goes to Washington he will elevate 
this small business. It's like, no, I think actually you guys are a little boat floating on a bigger ocean and the bigger ocean will have a lot more to do with what happens in mm. Washington, right? And mm -hmm. it's probably good to have somebody who doesn't also have that confusion of priorities, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyway. for sure. Okay, excellent. Well, welcome back. And We're happy to be back. Oh wait, are we looking at are we looking at title lots? We are looking. It was on the, the dock. Yo, oh, yeah. I put that on there. Yeah, oh, oh, I just oh, put that on. I, I saw. I you know I saw logos and and numbers. I was like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should look at title. Yeah. Odds. Somebody. It was inspired really by somebody tweeted that uh, how the hell are the Lakers fifth in the title odds? But they're not. <laughs> is yeah, the no, point. They're, yeah, they're not. They're and I looked at a couple few different places. They're they're eighth or ninth, depending where you look. But um, um, one thing that stuck out to me that. Memphis lower title odds than the Lakers and the Nets, and the Nuggets lower title odds than the Lakers and the Nets. I mean, I know why, because in Vegas, stars, right? And we know the star names, like we know popular people like LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but okay, but those dudes are old and hurt. The Grizzlies are super young and not hurt, except for my boy Triple J, which, you know, we won't, we won't, we won't lament He'll on He'll be that. fine, though. He'll, he'll be all right. But like, right? And then is, is there a team that jumps out at you guys that you think is rated too high or too Denver, low? Denver, way too low to me. Where were they? Where were they at? Plus the tenth after the Lakers. Yeah. Plus twenty one hundred. Yeah, it's crazy talk. How about you, Henry? Anything? Um, it's a very confusing list at this point, right? Um, just to it's a lot of where we are. It's the, the way I looked it up from where, um, some reputable outfit. Um, yeah. Celtics number one, Bucks just behind them, Warriors just behind that, Clippers just behind that. Those are the four with really like pretty good odds. Mm -hmm. Then it's the Suns, yeah. Heat, Sixers, Nets, Lakers, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Mavericks, T Wolves, Raptors seem a little low, Bulls, Pelicans, Hawks. Remember when they were next? Uh, we we wrote about it. <laughs> Knicks, Cavs, Hornets. <gasps> Portland Trailblazers. Portland, yeah, yeah. Portland Trailblazers way down there. Plus twelve. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so quick to uh say Atlanta's forgotten. They added Jonte Murray. They did. Yeah, no, that's what They're I'm saying. Be, I, I think this seems low. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be good. I think the Clippers are my yeah, favorite. You, you're, you're, right you're, now, you're, that's, yeah, you're that's that's the team that you're you're staying on. Well, the big thing is you have to see Kawhi first, right? That's once you see him right. play and he's you're looking good, you're like, okay, I'm all in. Clippers. They're loaded with depth. I love their coach and uh, Kawhi Paul George. You know, pretty damn good. Man. I mean, I, I think a team it's the best wing duo oh, there is. I mean, for sure, yeah, I think you duo. know a team like Denver, which I said is too low. Uh, their problem is on the wing, right? Like, because even if Porter yeah. Jr. is healthy, it's one dude, and he's not great on defense yeah. yet, right? So he can score a yeah. ton, and Jamal Murray will help. And but I think Shoot, stopping yeah. a team like the Clippers uh, defensively is going to be probably their Achilles heel. Yeah. All right, so let's say I could give each of you just you just get five teams. Okay. Like, who are your five? <sighs> Got to go with the Warriors. That sounds like a pop. That sounds like a pop. <laughs> it is. Go ahead. You, go you got to go with the the two final finals uh, teams because you know they're and the Warriors have that nice bridge to the future. So those two, and then I will go Clippers with my man Coach Thorpe. That's number three. Uh, because you know I'm in the bag. I'm gonna go with my Memphis Grizzlies four and the Bucks as five. Those are my five. I'm sorry, Drod. Can How you repeat you, those Harry? one more time? I'm just gonna take a note so I can <laughs> okay. refer back to it later. 
Warriors, Celtics, Clippers, mm -hmm. Grizzlies, Bucks. Mm -hmm. Solid. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Henry. I think that I like the first four in the odds. Boston, Milwaukee, Golden State, Clippers. And then I don't like any of the next ones. <laughs> I don't like any. So you got to pick one long shot, right? So I Memphis think I have is to get my long shot. I think I'm going to reach for for the Grizz. Nice. Is that, is that your same list, right? Yeah, same with me. See, yeah. Henry, great minds think alike. No, it's good. It's fine. That's you just fine. I'm going to go a little bit crazy here. <laughs> I same I four. <laughs> Same but he's not going to go Grizzlies because he's only the vice president of the of the Memphis Grizzlies fan club. <laughs> and, uh, of the Jaron Jackson Jr. Wait, wait, fan can club. we pause, David? Pause. Joy, let's guess what David's fifth team is. Okay, he went with the top. I'll four. be very surprised if you get it right. Uh, yeah, top four. And then, so this, this is your long shot now. Yes, it's either Pelicans. Atlanta or Cleveland. I feel Pelicans. like. No. Very good guesses, though. Yeah. Oh, I went the other way. Timberwolves. No, I'm going with the old guys. Lakers. Oh. Yep. It's so anti you yep. though. It's so anti. I know it is, but a Dar I Darvin Ham fires me okay. up. All right. And uh I mean listen, you're you're betting against history because those two guys get hurt all the time. But uh they finally are doing what Henry and I've talked about God since what, twenty <laughs> thirteen? Well, no, what when, 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 when did LeBron get to my twenty ten? Yeah. Yeah. They finally got some young athletes. <laughs> And and Ke I I said this last year if Kendrick Nunn plays obviously it didn't matter if those guys get hurt like he's a he's a positive he's a plus player he's a good player and he and from what I've heard he's going to be fine so yeah it's a long shot uh, okay question for both of you will LeBron and Anthony Davis play sixty games this year combined <laughs> <laughs> sorry each. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I've heard Henry's different stories. Like, uh, I, I think if you... And LeBron looks unbelievable right now. I think we talked about yeah, this last, this last he show. Uh, he looks like he's 24 years old. He's so thin and strong and lean. Um, I don't know what AD looks like. That To me, that's the... I saw him running up the big sand hill outside LA. That's like a... It's like a oh, required, yeah? really? um, you know, Instagram really? clip. For the oh, summer. yeah, in the yeah, summer to make sure you're like, this is, like, this is me working out. I'm doing yeah, a sand yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No, I've heard he's working really hard, but I haven't seen it. So um, that's that's sixty. That's a 60 big number. He, if he doesn't play sixty, they got no chance. I feel very comfortable Listen, that I, like the I, combined number will be under one twenty. See that? Yeah. One one of those guys <laughs> yeah. will go down. Yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is no one, no one is buying what James Harden's selling. Which is what? Mm. What is he, what's he selling? I'm just saying, Beard if you oil? thought, if you pick the Sixers, <laughs> if you pick the Sixers, it's because you think James Harden is going to be back. Because yeah. Tyrese Maxey is going to be yeah. back. He's fucking good. They were working out, they were working out summer. I saw, I saw a video of both of them together working out. Who was? So Maxey and Harden. With, with oh, good. Uh, big fan of Maxey. Oh, big, big I, wait, fan of Maxey. This is the one where Sam Cassell leads them through like the dumbest drill ever and James Harden literally cracks up. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I did see that. Don't 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 even get me started on the put in work memes that I see <laughs> on these Instagram feeds when these guys are just slowly jogging from spot to spot or not going anywhere and just shooting from a spot. That's not the work. That doesn't mean they didn't put in work, but you probably weren't allowed to film when they the were putting stuff. in work because yeah. they don't make every shot. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They get exhausted. That that's put. That's the real work. But yeah. you. 
one thing I think that matters in this little exercise is usually the NBA season starts and like a few weeks in, it's we're already down to like four, five, six contenders, right? It's pretty clear. And it mm -hmm. seems to me like we're predicting that it'll be four and then like some other one will some emerge. Some yep, as it is Which every year. means right now, and we could be wrong. Like we've been, you know, it has happened from time to time. We have been incorrect. <laughs> Every once in a while we're wrong. But uh, there's a lot of really good teams. Uh, if if Gerard had changed the question to, and this could be an article we'll write, uh, who's on the championship bus on day one? It's going to be the biggest bus we've had, Henry, since we've been covering this league. Yeah. yeah. Championship bus is good. I mean, they're, Atlanta can be really good, yeah. fellas. They can be. Yep. They really can't fucking are, good. There's a bunch of teams that could be really good. I was good. just going to yeah. say, Cleveland can yeah. be really mm -hmm. fucking yeah. good. Toronto mm -hmm. can be really fucking yeah. good. Day one, the bus right. is full. We got like maybe 15 people on, on the bus on day one. I, I wonder I wonder if we do this. Yeah, who, like Orlando's not on the bus. Yeah. The Rockets not on the bus. The Magic. Detroit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the Thunder. Yeah. Detroit. Uh, the Wizards. Like the Kings. <laughs> the Kings are driving <laughs> the, the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Kings are always on the bus, but um, there's a whole bunch of teams, and we haven't. None of us picked Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, and, I Phoenix, and this is actually interesting to me. To me, that like, I don't think Phoenix is going to win the championship. Like, I feel like already just fifth in the title odds. I'm like, I don't. I their, think it's, I mean, their window was when they were up two zero against the Bucks. That was yeah. that was their window. Unfortunately, that, that was their window. And no one picked the Heat, and no one picked the Sixers, and no one picked the Nets. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, if, if Durant gets traded, that changes everything, yeah. right? I mean, as, as much as we're saying you don't trade him, don't trade for him, don't trade for him, and, and we're right, in my opinion, you, you will increase the odds almost for sure this year. Yeah. I, we just think that's a mistake. But the Cavaliers are 19th in the title odds right now. Really? Yeah, and they were the they were the number two defense for a good chunk of the season uh, before yeah, yeah, Jared Allen got hurt and then, you know. That's right. When the Raptors are 14th? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because the Raptors, you're still worried about, like, I, I need that. Who's that wing scorer? Like, who's, like, right? That's the, that's the thing. Oh, I, no, I think it's more of who's their five. Oh, well, that's too, that's you too. can't play. It's, it, people think they're gimmicky, but they've got Chris Boucher, and they just paid him. They did. Like, he's there. Uh, they drafted a kid, Coloco. He probably won't help them this year. They've got Kim Birch. This is why I think they just, they, at, at that, at that, and they have no backup one. Because they have a guy Malachi Flynn who I liked, but he just is not working out. And right now, the backup one is Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. Yeah. And I don't think that's the no, answer no. for them. Not that those guys can't right. do it, just, but they're doing enough. How hard is it to get a they're backup point Apparently, very difficult in this league. Well, <laughs> hard enough for Masai can't seem to get one yet. There must be this must be doable though, right? Truly? Yeah, for sure. Why did they offer? They um, what's his face? More money. My guy from Memphis, um, Jones. They, I mean, did, did they no, make I an offer? Know. He's like too fancy. I have no idea. He's, he's back in Memphis too, right? Is. Yes, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. For you, what about the cheese man? We haven't talked about the cheese man in a long time. I think he's available. he was in the Warriors yeah. last year. Got a ring. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I don't, I think, think, I don't know if he still anymore. is though. Might not. No, they need that. Yeah, he wouldn't be the best fit for them either. No, but no, but say. yeah, they need somebody. Yeah. They don't have anyone. I'm telling you, Nick Nurse does not believe in Malachi Flynn. <laughs> so there's still a there's a problem with that. So that's why they're not fourth in the list necessarily because they're very good. Yeah. Okay, we did it. Thank you for reminding us about the odds thing, Gerard. Oh no, I thought it was a good good thing to talk about. You know. So I th I think I'm right in saying that we're gonna switch to Monday and Thursday. Yes. Starting this we week, is that are correct? doing that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We're going Monday and Thursday. Change yep, your yep, life. Yep. Yeah. We <laughs> changed everyone's lives. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do more of those episodes like we did with the wonderful Abigail Smithson. Uh, people who love basketball but who are experts in other things like space. Yeah. 
perhaps. Um, you know, <laughs> it's another to drop really... a random topic <laughs> like space, outer space, <laughs> literally outer space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like have connections to basketball and who love basketball and are fans of fans of uh, of teams yeah. and just you know o- overall increasing our smarts because I mean, what else are we going to talk about? The nine million. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving trade combos, like you know, uh, <laughs> I got time for that. If you guys want to, do that, we can do that. <laughs> is there a date for us to talk about, for instance, outer space? Uh, we are working on locking in a date, but it's going to be soon, either this week or next week. Space, okay, great, 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 the final frontier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't to say it. If, if if Henry wants to come on instead of me on Thursdays, because I know almost nothing about space except for where it is. Are you and, I, and I'm I know murky. Do you know where it is? Are you sure you know where it is? Um, it's murky for me. Henry, <laughs> I, I read Henry, the you book don't, The Martian. You don't watch... my top qualification. Exactly. I was just going to say, you don't watch movies, you read books. <laughs> I didn't watch that movie. Oh, no, the movies... I know so little about space. I didn't watch the movie. The movie's uh, excellent. I really with, the, with Matt Damon? Yeah. With Matt Damon? I saw it. It was good. Really? Yeah. That was a book that actually my son read first. Um, it seemed like it was kind of science-y and he was interested mm-hmm. in books, but he was young. And it was like, you know, it took it to school for like they have what they call deer time they do that in your schools deer time deer d-e-a-r drop everything and read yeah i like that but um i think he was he was very fifth grade maybe yeah yeah uh, (laughs) later i read it it's like (laughs) it has so many f-bombs it does (laughs) it does and i'm like i like to be and like at some point he got in trouble for the book just to be clear where my kids went to school here in Florida, went in fifth grade, they read books like about popsicles. <laughs> All right? <laughs> we were not reading about Martians. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Popsicles. I'm pretty sure. Different, pretty different, sure. different strokes. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, yeah, no. We do this thing called education. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm in, I'm in Florida blow. now. Oh, yeah, they don't. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, well, you know, all the billionaires, your friends, Henry, they're all, the they're, the reason why they're buying land on space or going to space is because they know when the revolution comes, they're dying first because we're coming for them. So, like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> they're yeah. going to come for our stuff full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to get, yeah. we got to get lost. <laughs> yeah. I will jab them with my popsicle sticks that <laughs> <laughs> I got free with the books I had to buy with my kids for in fifth grade. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the Next way. Next time, bring a, bring a book. We can read it on the show. Ooh, story time. Yeah. That'll be scintillating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Draw's voice. Then I'm okay. Story time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do that. Story time. I like it. <laughs> you guys, we missed each other. We're we'll having a hard time saying goodbye. Then. That's what's happening. I know because it's because we've yeah. been away for a while. Yeah, We're just yeah. enjoying chatting. You know, yeah. this is this is the best. This filler stuff is the best part of podcast. People love this stuff. I know People it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll be back in three days. We now. will. We will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Until Thank then, you, gentlemen. Thank you, be good. Thank you, guys. Take care.